Welcome to episode 7 of Action on the Gridiron, where today I talk about Super Bowl predictions, key matchup and players for both the NFL and college, and the craziest games. So let's get right to it. At number 1, the 49ers and the Giants, first game of the week on Thursday Night Football, as the 49ers went 30-12, to Brock Purdy went 25-37, um, 310 yards passing, and two touchdowns. First 300-yard passing game in the NFL for Brock Purdy. So congrats for him on that. As the 49ers prove that they are a playoff team, can possibly, I know it's early, but also make the Super Bowl as I get to Super Bowl prediction in this episode. And um, big game for both teams as the Giants' rough start continues and the 49ers remain undefeated. Um, I'd like to point out that I've been thinking about Daniel Jones. I know he was a very controversial player in the NFL, but I've never seen a player like Daniel Jones. In that, I know a lot of people say that he shouldn't have been taken so high or, you know, the Giants shouldn't have taken him at all, but I've never seen him in the way that I've never seen him split up a fan base right? Split up the Giants fan base to love them or hate them. I've never seen a player like Daniel Jones as to he splits up the fan base in half this badly. Yes, there's ever, there's always going to be players that people love and hate in the fan base, but not like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has been talked about for the last five years. Um, maybe a little bit shorter than that of just how he's affected the Giants in a good way or bad way. And they did make the playoffs last year, and it was looking strong, but now they're having a really tough start to the 2023 season and how not the whole fan base has his back and not everybody's believing in their guy. And, yes, we did we did see as a we standpoint on this, on this fan base, yeah, maybe we took him too early or maybe we shouldn't have taken him at all. But... We, the whole fan base, has to stand up and be with their guy. And if you don't agree, it's fine to not agree, but there's nothing you can do about it. So I don't think that Giants fans are sticking up for their guy necessarily. I'm not saying that you have to love them, but you should support them. Because right now, it's looking ugly in New York. In general, Jets, the Giants... And the Bills are off to a rough start, really, too. I mean, they have a lot of talent. I'll get to them later. But mainly MetLife Stadium right now. Anything that happens in MetLife Stadium, the two teams are having a rough start to the season. And they need to shape it up. And right now, it's not looking too great for either, for either team. So I want to just point that out because I thought that was interesting. Because I've never seen a player split up a fan base that badly. And the Jets, obviously, injury problem last couple of years. The Giants' problem is Daniel Jones. Not everybody supports him, and it ends up splitting the fan base. And he's had a lot of good plays. He's had a lot of fails, a lot of failure in New York. But he's had a little bit of success, and I don't think we should jump the gun too early on him as a Wii standpoint, of course. Wii standpoint on the, on the Jets, the Jets, our defense is crazy. But our offense, our problem is quarterback. And I remember when Zach Wilson was drafted and 
bit controversial. Is he going to be good? Is he not going to be good? Um, people with quarterbacks believe in him, and other people don't believe in him, and that's that's normal. But re- right now, New York, the problem is QB mainly for both sides of the locker rooms, and they have to start backing up their quarterback. Not, I'm not saying if you start cheering for him, he's going to play better, but right now, the vocal hate is crazy for both of those quarterbacks. And being in the NFL is difficult. I'm not saying, yay, Zach Wilson, yay, Daniel Jones. They'll play better. But right now, it's a hot mess in New York. And they have to find some, someone or something to fix all of that. So just wanted to point that out. That's definitely one of the craziest games of the NFL for week three. Um, for college... The craziest game I found was Notre Dame and Ohio State. I know that there was crazy games like that, but um, Marvin Harrison Jr. got injured during the game as Ohio State wins against Notre Dame. Notre Dame, for the last two plays of the game, had only 10 players on the field, which is unacceptable in college, especially if you want to try and go somewhere like they've been trying for years. Um you can't do that. Like, that's on you. And their coach even vocally came out publicly and said that that was on them. But, I mean, you can't have that happen. And I'm not saying that one player stops the guy, but that's right where they went, and who knows. But Notre Dame's season, unless they have a miracle, it's over. And really, Ohio State, hear me out. I know they won, but they haven't had a blowout game yet. And I think... It's very important for them to do that. I was talking with multiple kids or multiple friends um, in school, and that's a good point. I mean, they haven't had really solid, like, beat up on a team yet, and maybe this next week, week five, they can do that. But I know it's not, like, it's not a good um, sportsmanship to beat up on a team, but this is college football, and you have to do that. Notre Dame did it twice, and in order to move on and jump the rankings, you do have to crush a team or two. Um, like we saw with Oregon and Colorado, how big Oregon beat Colorado after Colorado had so much hype, and now this, now their season's over. Like, if the scoring differential was that big, forget it. But this was a small one score game that Notre Dame lost and I mean it's college is very different than the NFL in that way and that if you're winning a game so much then you don't have to add on to jump the rankings in football but in college you do I mean NFL you don't but college you do um speaking of uh bundling up the score the Dolphins beat the Broncos 70 to 20 a scoring differential of 50. That was the biggest game of the season, and the Dolphins had a chance to have it be the biggest scoring differential or the most points scored in a single game ever, but they had class and didn't, as Sanders was not used for the field goal, and the game just ended at 70-20. to But the amount of smack that uh, Coach Payton for the Broncos talked, and now they're 0-3, is definitely not looking good for him. And uh, karma is a tough thing, and karma is real, as we just saw. They have to turn their season around, and I don't think they will. Um, so Miami 
Definitely one of the craziest games of the week. And that's my other part of the two halves of Super Bowl predictions. I think it will be the Dolphins um, and the 49ers. So, in the Super Bowl right now, not only because there's 3-0, and but the dominating offenses, right? We always talk about what will be a shootout or whose defense will be better. But as an honorable mention, I would like to honor the Eagles as their defense is probably the best in the league. Um, as I've been talking to many kids in school or friends about different teams over the last week or two, those were definitely names that were brought up. 49ers, Dolphins, um, Eagles. So I just like to point that out. So if it's not a shootout before the, between the 49ers and the Dolphins, I would say that the Eagles take the 49ers spot just like last year and hopefully get their revenge. Jalen Hurts is definitely the guy in Philly, and he's proven that. So, uh, good for him. It feels good, probably, as a wee standpoint for Philly. We have a quarterback. Unlike many teams in the NFL, we have our guy. And uh, so it must feel good to be the wee, the wee standpoint on um, Philly. And I know that's new this week, but I'd just like to point that out. That's a new thing. Every fan base is different. And every fan base has their ups and downs. And right now, a lot of them are going on and down. And a lot of them are going on and up. The Chiefs have been good in recent years. But before Patrick Mahomes, they weren't. So you can't... Being a being a bandwagoner, it's not always that easy. And I'm not a bandwagoner. I have my team. I don't like to make it publicly on this channel. But I do have my team that I love. And um, I like to be neutral. As I'm wearing a Cincinnati Bengals sweatshirt. And as Seahawks hat this week, but um, every team has their low, is what I'm trying to get out of this, and uh, every team has their rough patches, and right now, it's a very tough time in New York for every team in New York, and the Chargers off to a very rough start, I know they got the win this week, but also Minnesota, Minnesota, you know, the pieces are all there, all the pieces are there, and they're 0-3. Um, Justin Jefferson is very close, or if not, leads to the, leads the league in receiving yards. Um, but losses on the team, just like you've learned your whole life since Pee Wee football or or any sport uh, version of Pee Wee football, a loss and a win is on the entire team. Are they losing because they're not clicking on offense, or are they losing because of their defense? It's hard to find out right now, but either way, they're 0-3. So... Lost Sam at a loss standpoint. So that's probably it for craziest games and key matchups. And my Super Bowl prediction is the 49ers and the Dolphins for this year's Super Bowl. And an honorable mention is the Eagles on the NFC side. Um, thanks for watching and all, all the support, as I really do appreciate it, as we are now seven episodes in. And um, week four should be very exciting. Starting Thursday, as Detroit tries to get the win in Green Bay. And week five for college football, top 25. Thanks for watching, and as always.